Welcome in to this weekend's episode of Thought and Theory. This is yet another segment to give empowerment and challenging thought, yet this time through biblical discussion. May listeners take on the word of God and take on new armor of faith as they listen on to these discussions. We thank you and may heaven continue to smile upon you. We'll be right back after these messages. And welcome in, family and friends, to this Saturday's episode of Theological Thought and Theory. I am your host and presiding officer for Refuge in Mount Olive, Drenande Summons, and it is a privilege and honor to serve as the speaker for this moment of empowerment. Today we will be coming from a title and focal point, Light Your Feet. Yes, Light Your Feet. And in this time where we are evolving, where we are growing, where we are elevating, it is important for us to be mindful that our feet have been lit under divinity. Our feet are blessed to be prepared with the gospel of the pro- uh, prepared with the gospel of peace and we are grateful and we are blessed to have such an assurance under the divine light of the Lord and his son Jesus Christ. It is a privilege again to give moment of encouragement and you know we will be coming from our first biblical scripture Habakkuk the third chapter in the 19th verse, and it reads, The Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like deer's feet and enables me to go in high places. I love the scripture because I think of the gracefulness, the majestic poise that a deer carries. And if you've ever seen a deer freely just running and gliding on Uh, free landscape and agriculture. It is a true privilege to witness. I, I I can tell you, I can be honest with you and tell you that if we can relate our feet to being as light as deer, as we grow in this life, as we dance this dance of life, we are like deer going on to higher heights. And as we see a deer prancing, they go higher and higher and higher and higher. And it's like, oh my goodness, you're maybe up there with a kangaroo. And, you know, I, I'm I'm so grateful to just give this metaphoric, you know, example. And I love the biblical example of it because we must get to a grounded point in our lives where we say, Lord, take me higher. And I want to, I want to go the highest height. I want to go the highest height. And, and, and one thing that, that we need to get out of the culture and out of the habit of doing is believing that in order to go high, you have to go to hell. You don't have to go to hell in order to go high. You have to go through hell to get to those high places. 
It's a difference. You are not going to hell to get high. That is not the only promise. And I believe that is the misconstruction of the world and all of this devilment that we deal with in today's society. And we must, we think this devil stuff is cool and it's not. It's not going to get us chanting to an evil spirit, chanting to the devil, making a deal with the devil does not. And I repeat, does not give you abundant blessing. It does not send you to high places. It does not. You think that you're in high places. You're convinced because of the material things. But when you decide to go into those high places with God, you are blessed to go beyond measures that a degree, that a career, that a success, that even your voice sometimes don't even have to be in the presence of when you are willing to go the highest height with God. And see, it, this, is, this is God's world, okay? This is a divine world. Everything that, in, I don't care if you're as evil as you want to be, you want beauty. You want the finer things of life. And God's kingdom permits beauty and divine, just divine perfection. And you cannot sit there and say evil people want ugly things. No, they don't. They want the beautiful things just like we are. And all of those beautiful things come from the same source, which is divine divinity and the Lord Jesus Christ. And we must be grateful in that. We can't be ashamed of the gospel. We can't be ashamed of believing in Christ. We can't believe. I, I know that this new culture is shifting, wherefore we're striving to mask or... And, and I'm going to use this as on a historical context because there is truth in it. There is truth in it. And I want to emphasize the truth in it. Wherefore, back in the biblical day, uh, pardon me, back in the slavery days, the Bible... There was a slave Bible for slaves. And so the whole perspective and the concept that before slaves were free and permitted the actual real standardized Bible, that basically there was no rebellion taught, there was no victory, there was no triumph. It was basically subservience. You had to be a servant to the master, your master, your master. It was all about service and will to the master until you, until you die. However, because God is in control, God permitted freedom among his people and we were emancipated. And then the word of God was permitted. The real living true word of God was permitted to us. And then we were taught that we can go higher in these higher places. And the white church did not appreciate that these black preachers were not preaching those messages that they were uh, encouraged, that they forced them to preach to the slave individuals. So as we became emancipated, the church was the home ground wherefore black America was able to find independence and authenticity. And so may we understand that the, the free Bible is not this perspective of serve the master and the white man and this whole subservient mission. No, when you read the true living word of God, it gives you the real rawness of living in a life serving God. The crucifixions, the difficulties, the animosities, the adversities that you will face. We cannot sit here and think that to be a servant of God means to sit in a corner all day, read the Bible and listen to gospel music all day. That if only it were that easy. I believe a lot of people would be saved. <laughs> I believe a lot of people would be at church. I believe a lot of people. But see, there are obstacles. There are, there, are, there are so many challenges that 
the righteous individuals have been called to. And so we must remember that in all of that, we have a light under our feet. And so let us go to our next uh, chapter, our next reading, biblical reading. It is from 1 Peter, the fifth chapter and the sixth verse. And it reads, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Allow me to read that again. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. I needed to read that just for myself, and I hope that listeners receive that assurance as well. We need to understand that hum humility does not mean be less than you or constantly dumb yourself down. Humility invites being realistic. The Lord will invite humility and also associated with wisdom, helping us to be wise. We all want to be excellent. We all want to be great. But if we know that it will take some time, we must be patient because in due time, God will exalt us. We understand that this world is filled and built and profited off of instant gratification. Apple is a billion dollar, multi triple, excuse me, it's a multi-billion dollar company because it specializes in the art of instant gratification, simple instant gratification. Samsung, all of the beautiful appliances from the technology to the home appliances, instant gratification. We live in a world where apps revolve around instant gratification. If you need a ride, push a button, instant gratification. If you need, a, uh, if you need some new clothes, order them, instant gratification. We live in that world. So in all of that, how do we learn to stay grounded, and we do that by humbling ourselves, staying in the word of God, being realistic, doing the work, and believing in our authentic worth. But the word of God says in 1 Peter, the fifth chapter and sixth verse, that he may exalt you in due time. Let us not be in such a rush. And I need to say, and this is also stepping on my toes, let us not be in such a rush that we forget that God is still in control and that this is our will under the divine will. We must be grateful for that. We must be so privileged for that. Let us move on to our final biblical verse. And it is Psalms 100th, the 19th, 119th chapter and the 105th verse. It reads, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. If you want to figure anything out in this world, read the word. If you want to stop waking up all night, if you want to stop staying up all night, waking up early in the morning, stressed out, concerned about where you're going to go since unemployment has been cut off, since you no longer have a career in the direction that you were desiring, since things aren't going your way, since families against you, since friends seem like they're not with you, since all of these things, I encourage you to read the word of God to keep that light bright under your feet. Because we can sit there and depend on the astrologists. We can sit there and depend on all of the quotes and all of the, uh, the quotes of the day and all of these memes and all of these inspirational things. But it's something about the word of God that when we stop striving to complicate this reality, when we stop striving to always try to outsmart, outsmart God in his light, in his world, we can get further and we can go the greater distance with him. Let us pray intentionally. Let us heal intentionally. Let us work accordingly moving forward and understand that our 
light is going to always be guided under us, over us, all and through us. But we must stay intact with that brightness. Just like a light bulb gives out and it just needs a refreshing. Just like the candle of a wax gives out and you need to get a new wax. It is, it is, but it is a requirement in order to keep that light glowing, to keep that light going. So may we hold that moving forward in all of this excellence and all of this striving for greatness. As we go on to higher heights, let us remember that our paths will always be lighted under the sight of God and we will always be blessed in due season. We will always be exalted in due season by God. like to thank the listeners for tuning in to this Saturday's episode of Theological Thought and Theory. We came from a title and focal point, Light Your Feet. We understand that in this season of reality that our feet will always be lit under the divine light and will of God. But in order to keep that light glowing, in order to keep that light shining bright for the whole world to see, we must delve, read, and believe in the word of God continuously, faithfully. We must constantly pour ourselves out as a living sacrifice, willing to be that individual to be used in a divine way, in an intentional way, so that the kingdom is honored moving forward. We came from the first Peter, the fifth chapter in the sixth verse, reading, humble yourself, Therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. And then Habakkuk, the third chapter, the 19th verse. The Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like deer's feet and enables me to go in high places. And our last reading was Psalm, the 119th chapter and the 105th verse with which reads, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. We understand that moving forward, this life that we are living is a blessed life. We've been called to be intentional and to honor the kingdom and our divine will. We will not be ashamed of the gospel. Thank you so much. May heaven smile upon you and we look forward to seeing you here for the next episode of theological thought and theory. We are so grateful for the listeners of Refuge of Not Olive podcast, and we want to stay connected with you. So to stay connected with us via social media, you can follow us on Instagram at r dot o dot m dot o underscore underscore and then you can follow us on facebook at refuge of mo and if you want to watch us on youtube you can look up refuge of mount olive and then you will see our subscription profile as the first selection thank you so much and may heaven continue to smile upon you Thank you.